Hello, everybody, and welcome to the podcast Aftersight. I'm your host, Penn Street. I want to thank every single one of you who donated to Audio Information Network of Colorado on Colorado's Gives Day. It's not too late to donate to AINC. You, all you have to do is just go to our website at aincolorado.com. Dot O-R-G, and you can donate. This is a great time to donate because it's at the end of the year. We are a 501c3, so you can write us off on your taxes. <laughs> and in the end, of course, you're helping people that really struggle with their vision or struggle reading on so many different levels so that we can continue to serve people for absolute free. Um, And also, we have an incredible guest today, um, Michael Cisneros. And part of your donations help us continue to hire people just like Michael. Uh, Michael is the new person on our team. He is our new... What is your title, Michael? Uh, You are the new Outreach and Listener Services Coordinator. Um, He's actually a jack of all trades. um, So that's why I always have to look up his title when I introduce him. Uh, When we come back, please stay tuned. Because when we come back, this incredible man, um, who I like to introduce as my brother from another mother, um, so that you can hear his story and... um, get to know him a little bit better because he's going to be around for a long time. So again, thank you for donating to AINC. If you haven't already, it's super easy, aincolorado.org. And it is it is tax deductible. We'll be right back. You're listening to Aftersight with Penn Street, an AINC original podcast. If you enjoy what you hear, please visit aincolorado.org for more shows, news, and articles read by our amazing staff and volunteers. If you have a question for Penn or would like to recommend a guest for future shows, please visit aincolorado.org slash podcast dash guest. And now here's your host, Penn Street. Michael, welcome to Aftersight. Good morning. Thank you. And, and what a morning it is. It's um, it's like, what, 16 degrees outside and it's freezing and snowing. And uh, it's like a snow outside. globe out there. <clears throat> what a good morning I know. I know. for shoveling. Exactly. Exactly. And for working remotely. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yay. Um, <laughs> so, Michael, I know you've listened to Aftersight, and I know you know that I like to start off the top of the show with just some, you know, quick fire questions so that people can get to know you just a little bit better before we dive in. Is that all right? Yeah, I'm a little frightened. <laughs> I actually got some special just for you. Okay. Um, so, Michael, I know that you are on social, okay, you're on social media a lot. Um, you're, you're like what I like to call a voyeur. You like to, um, watch, but you don't actually participate. (laughs) Um, and so do you prefer talking pets or talking babies? Talking pets, definitely talking pets. Talking pet. Okay. Talking babies are a little bit creepy to me for some reason. But they're cute, but they are definitely, they are creepy. (laughs) Um, are you a glass half full or half empty kind of guy? A glass half full. I think I've always been like mm. that. I don't think that's ever, I've ever swayed away from that. 
Yeah, me too. Me too. I always try to look at the positive, positive side of life. Um, well, now, when, when you're, you're shopping, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say when you're at the bottom looking, you know, there's nowhere to go but up. So uh, might as well be half That's full. That's true. I like that. I like that analogy. Uh, when you are shopping online, do you sort by price or by rating? Oh, good question. Um, I actually, <laughs> I I don't do price. I I I I kind of just buy what I like. Mm. So yeah, it's by rating probably. Yeah, I'm that way too. I I think I do look at the price, but I really pay attention to the comments um, on the ratings because I feel like people are pretty honest honest there. Maybe they're oh, not. Agree. Maybe it's just me, but I. No, yeah. I agree with yeah. you. I agree and with I you. do too. Agree. Yeah. 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 Um, so. Okay. Are you, I know you like movies. You watch a lot of movies like we do. Um, are you zombies or vampires? Oh, total zombie. Total zombies zombie. rule. <laughs> they rock. Um, fast zombies, <laughs> slow zombies. It doesn't matter. All of them. Yeah. <laughs> zombies are fantastic. I, I always, okay. <laughs> everywhere I start a new job or a a new place I, I look at, or even a movie theater, I always look which is the best way to escape if the zombie apocalypse starts. Ooh. So I'm always prepared. So I'm always looking around to see who I, can, who I can outrun, who I can push in the way so that I could get away. I'm, <laughs> I'm, so yeah, it's always on my mind. Zombies, always on my mind. Okay. All right. Now, I know you should be prepared for this question, Michael, because music is really important to me. I, I rarely go more than you know a few minutes without some sort of music in my life. What is your theme song if you had one? You know what? I was asked that question, and it might have been you that asked me that question um, probably mm -hmm. a few months ago. And I used that yeah. as an icebreaker for new people that I meet oh. all the time. And I'm so surprised because a lot of the people are just, you know, off the cuff, boom, snap. They already know they're just like you. You already know yours. Um, yeah. But yeah. I don't, I don't know. I think my theme song changes day to day. Because um, I, mm. I, I totally use music as a equalizer. Um, so if, if yeah. I'm sad that day, I listen to sad music all day long and get it out of my system. If I'm happy, it's happy music mm. and it keeps me up. Um, so I don't think I have a theme song that I could definitely say is my song or my anthem every day. Awesome. So what, what would your, what would be, what would it be today? Um, I guess white Christmas since it's so white outside <laughs> and it, it's actually one of my favorite movies, so um, I'll probably oh, be watching yeah, it later. That's on. right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Well, Michael, thanks for being on Aftersight. I know that um, this is above and beyond your <laughs> your job duties, so I really appreciate it. But it's been really fun for me to interview um, our new employees at AINC, so that you know, because you do impact the work we do, and you know, you're especially in your role, you really are the face of the organization. So it's really nice that people get to know you a little bit. So I really, really, really appreciate it. So Michael, we met quite, quite a while ago. Do you remember how long ago? You're better yes, at those kinds of it things. It was 2009 when we met. 
Wow. Gosh, yeah, that's, was, that's a long it, time. It was in Estes Park, actually. Yeah. Um, at the coffee shop. That's there. Right. Yeah, I, re- I remember it extremely well. Yes. Now that you say it, I rem- I remember the event. I, just, I knew it was a long time ago. I just didn't remember how long. What was your first impression of me? Um, I actually gravitate and I notice people who are dynamic. Um, and definitely that mm. was first um, feeling or um, word that came to my mind about you was that you were dynamic. Um, mm. It was um, and I, I think it was a pretty, a pretty fast, um, I, f- I fell in like with you like immediately. Um, Aww. and I think it was your dynamic self that actually, um, put itself out there. And that's what make me, made me notice. And I think that's why I've, yeah. I, since that day have gravitated towards you. Yeah. I, I, I felt the same way about you as well. So for the audience, Michael um, met my brother and they fell in love um, pretty immediately. And Instantly. I remember that first. Yes. And I remember that first phone call that my brother, Tim, um, called me to tell me about you. He actually talked more about your dog than he did you, Lacey. Um, but I, I could tell... <laughs> But I could tell there was really something special. You know, Tim was my big brother and um, I had been through quite a few boyfriends with him. (laughs) Um, And he had never really talked so much about somebody he had met, especially so quickly. And I knew that there was something special. So so when you came up that that weekend and, and I got to finally meet you, um, I, I knew it was, I knew it was going to be magical. So I'm really thankful, um, that you became part of my life and that you've stayed in my life. Um, and I know I Michael, you, you know, I lot, oh, thank you. Well, Michael, you know, um, Tim passed away, um, from esophagus cancer a number of years ago. And actually it's coming up on the anniversary, um, pretty quickly here, which is always a hard day for all of us. Um, Yeah. Um, And I I lost my big brother, you know, everybody who knows me, um, he was my Superman. And, but you, you lost the love of your life. Um, What, what keeps, what kept you going, especially in that, the very beginning, Um, you know, once you got the diagnosis, you were such a trooper. but how, what kept you going, Michael? You know, I I think it was just him. You know, I you know the whole entire story that I you know the moment that he shook my hand the first time I met him, I fell in love with him. <clears throat> I knew that he was the mm. person that I wanted to spend the rest of my life with. Um, so him being diagnosed the first time with cancer, like that, didn't sway that feeling or that emotion at all. So it it wasn't yeah. like I was. <clears throat> preparing to lose him, um, I was every day preparing to have him with me for the rest of my life. Um, so it, it just wasn't it wasn't just something that I sat down and after we he got diagnosed and I I sat there and made the conscious decision that I was going to be there for him every step of the way. It was just 
um, inherent. It was, it was just something that happened and, and I could not visualize it then or now, um, being any other way. Um, it was rough. It was, it was rough for me, but it was even more rough for him. It was rough for you and the entire family. Um, but I, again, if, if I could bring him back, um, I would do the same thing for 10 million years. Um, he would never be without me by his side. Um, yeah. So, you know, really the way that I like got through or am getting through, because I, I, I think grief is a non, um, what do I want to say? It's, it's not something that you can plan for, um, and say like, oh, in two years, I'm going to feel better or 10 years or whatever. It's an ongoing process. I don't think that it ever ends. Um, but having you and your sister and your family in my life has been something that has been required. Um, there's, there's no way I could have gotten through or getting through to this day without the help of, of Tim's family. Um, it was a really quick introduction to the family and it was a really quick (laughs) in love with the family too. So, um, that's definitely something that, um, is the top of the list on things to get through. You know, I, I, I do have parents, my mom's passed, but I do have parents that were always supportive and always there in whatever situation that I was in. Um, and your family and you. Um, are the same way. So um, I've yeah. definitely leaned on everybody that I care for. Um, and that's still getting me through. I, I'm still not over. Um, I don't think I'll ever be over. Tim was definitely the love of my life and the man um, that I wanted to spend every waking moment with. Um, and unfortunately, yeah. you know, he was taken, but uh, it's, it's, it's hard work, but I get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I was so concerned when, I mean, you know, he, that when, when we got him through, um, the first round, you know, and, and I was in the doctor's office when they said you're cancer free and it was just a huge celebration and, uh, you know, this exhale of, okay, we did it. You know, we all, you know, we all did it, you know, and, and he's going to be okay. And when we, when I got the call that it was back, I, it was just, it was crushing, but even though we knew he wasn't going to make it, um, it still didn't, there was still that unreality like no he's he's gonna make it (laughs) and um and even that last um few days that I saw him we had these amazing conversations of he was ready to go but he his regret his pain um was for the all of us that he was gonna leave behind because he knew how sad we were going to be and, and how heartbroken we were going to be. And, um, you know, he, he made me promise, you know, make sure that you all take care of each other. And, and I did, of course, but even then, Michael, 
I didn't think it was going to happen. And even the night that you called and said that they were putting, they were going to put him in hospice the next day. And I booked a flight, the first flight out. Even then I didn't, it didn't really sink in until, until I got that call the next morning as I was getting ready to go for the, go to the airport that he had passed away at the night. Um, and, And I think that a lot of life things, trauma happens that way. Even if we, you know, we sort of get the news ahead of time that this is going to happen, you know, even with people who are going to lose their vision, or maybe they've been in an accident or or whatever, whatever happens in their life, you're not, you're not really prepared for it. I agree. Even when maybe you think you are, even you think you are. I agree. You <laughs> so, know, I, um, you know, I've always said that, you know, there's there's nowhere to go online or a hotline to call or anything that gives you a checklist of what you need to do, whether you're, you know, yeah. your loved one or yourself, you know, you're you're losing your vision or you have cancer or, you know, um, your grandmother had a stroke or whatever the whatever the um, event would be. Um, there's nothing there's nothing to check off on a list to prepare you for recovery or um, cancer coming back or, or losing that loved one. There's, there's nothing. So yeah. you can, you can prepare 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and you're not prepared. Um, you know, after right. um, Tim had passed away, um, my life was um, total darkness. So there was, you know, I yeah. had been very, um, I had, I had planned things. I, I knew when he needed to be in, in radiation. I knew when, what time he had to be there for chemo. I had it all planned out and scheduled and down to a T what we needed to do. I, you know, what time I picked him up, what time I dropped him off, what time he needed to eat, what time he needed, what he needed to, um, have when he was in chemo and, and, um, all that. And then. You know, as soon as I got the phone call that he had passed in the hospital, um, everything was gone. There was there was no making sense mm. of anything. It was you know all of that. Well, your schedule, yeah, yeah, and your schedule it, finally, your schedule was a blank, right? Because yeah, exactly. You, so there was yeah, there was nothing yeah. to hold on to to kind of make it more clinical, I guess you could say it was, it was there, it was just a blank page and, um, you know, thank goodness, you know, that you guys did get there immediately. Um, because otherwise I, you know, I got the phone call that Tim had passed away at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and I got up out of bed, put my shoes on and was walking down the street and my um, roommate, uh, Kim, who had moved in with us to help take care of Tim, um, yeah. she stopped me and said, well, where are you going? And I, I said, Tim died. And she's like, well, you can't walk to the hospital. You need to wait and I'll, you know, I'll drive you oh. there. But there was nothing. There was, there was no schedule. There was no, you know, calendar. There mm. was, no, like I said, no checklist to tell me what to do. Right. Um, so you can plan right. Right. You can plan and I, instead of planning, if I ever had to do it again, I would just make that person's 
every single moment the best moment that it could be. Um, and I, you I, did. You did. You did. You know, with Tim, so. you know, I never, I, it was a conscious decision that I made as soon as he was diagnosed the first time that um, I would never leave him without telling him that I loved him. So yeah. if I went into the kitchen, if I went out to the backyard, um, if I took Lacey, our dog, for a walk, as soon as I was leaving, I told him that I loved him. So um, I don't have that regret um, because he knew. I knew that yeah. I, this man was the love of my life, and I knew that I was his. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I, I really made it a conscious effort too, that I did the same thing uh, with him. I, you know, I took time off work and I, I, I flew wherever he was to be with him absolutely as much as I possibly could in the time that we spent together. Yeah. And there, there, and yeah. And I think that that really, has helped me um, get through these past few years Um, because even Michael, like I know after he passed away, I wanted you to remain, you know, part of my life, but you really didn't do. I mean, we weren't blood related. We weren't, you know, you were in Las Vegas. I was in Colorado and I really, really wanted you to stay in my life. But I was also so afraid that you wouldn't because there wasn't any, there wasn't this tie because Tim tied us together. Right. And then with that being, with Tim being gone and I don't know what I would have done if you would have made the choice to be like, you know what, that part of my life is over. It's on to my next, you know, my next adventure or whatever. Um, it really has been a blessing. And I feel Tim sort of planted this way is kind of what it what it feels like, because I um, I was working for an, a different nonprofit at the time. And every time I, you know, needed a volunteer to step in, I, I would reach out to you and and you, you know, you always showed up and you seemed to really enjoy volunteering and um, you know, and it, it always had to do with people with disabilities and which I know is close to your heart because, you know, you're, you're, you grew up, your sister was in an accident and which put her in a wheelchair. So it was not, it was not a foreign world to you by, by volunteering, um, and supporting and lifting up people who, who have disabilities, which is why it doesn't surprise me at the least that you are in the role that you are now. Um, that cause your background really brought you to where, to where you are now, yeah, it seems. Um, again. So yeah, it's, it's putting me back where I want to be. I want I want to be in front of people. I want to be in front of them when I see facial expressions and, and eye rolling and um, smiling <laughs> and go through, you know, all of that, everything that, that their faces and, and eyes could bring to me. That's definitely something that I've missed for a while. You know, being 
in the airline industry for 20 years is um, it's it's not as face to face as um, I could have hoped it would have been. Um, so yeah, this is mm. this is great. I'm very excited to be in this position and being able to talk to people face to face and and you know they can touch my life like I can touch their life. So um, it's definitely a yeah. great circle, and I'm glad to be here. Um, and, and with well, you. We- you know, like I said, you know, after Tim had passed away, um, it was a requirement uh, that you be in my life. Uh, every, every time that I get to see you or, um, you know, your sister or whatever, you know, it's definitely a little touch of Tim, um, you know, yeah. you guys. And so it's definitely a blessing um, because I'm, I never forget him, but I get to be reminded of him every time I speak to you, whether it's on the phone or whether it's a text message or I see you in person, whatever it is, it's, it's definitely, um, a blessing and a gift for me. Yeah. Oh, well, it's definitely, definitely mutual. Um, because it is kind of like, you know, I, I've heard like parents or, you know, loved ones talk about like, they'll keep like a certain, like, stuffed animal or blanket or a jacket of somebody they've lost for that memory, you know, to be able to hold, you know, hold it. And even after the smell of the person goes away, um, but they hold on to something as a reminder. And, and I feel that way with you, you know, every time I get to talk to you or give you a hug or we have dinner or something, it's, that's my, that's my thing that I hold on to, to, to remember Tim and Tim also, I remember when I really wanted, I, cause I was working, um, in a very well-known portrait studio gallery, um, you know, nationally and even internationally known. Um, I, and, and it, and it was my husband's and I love him for it and I love his, his gift, but that's not where, I wanted to be, I, I wanted to be, you know, my, my education, my whole path as a child was to be in a career where I, where I help people. And yes, you know, helping brides get their wedding portraits done or, you know, yes, you know, or senior portraits done, that kind of thing. Yes, maybe I was helping people, but it was definitely not where my heart was. And Tim always was pushing me, you know, someday you're going to find that nonprofit that you're going to fit into. And, and the last nonprofit that I worked for, Tim was so excited that I had gotten the job and, you know, he was just so, so excited for me and, you know, and, and I remember that day. So I feel, uh, I remember the day that you called him and told him that you got that job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he, he was extremely proud of you, um, and extremely happy for you. Um, yeah, cause, cause he, he was extremely happy when I, uh, came home and he told me the news. So you've, you've definitely, you've definitely fallen into the place where you need to be. Yeah, exactly. And, and I do feel like with the work that I'm doing, especially now, is I, I think about him, you know, I think about, oh, I wish, 
I wish I could pick up the phone to call him and and tell him about this amazing person I just met or, you know, um, or, or this incredible experience I just had. And I, I can't, but I, but I would call you or I would mm-hmm. <laughs> text you or, um, and it's so it was neat me. for me. Yeah. It's the same way for me. If something yeah. happens to me, you're the person that I call. Um, exactly. So exactly. yeah, definitely, definitely. Tim was a, a very strong bridge between the two of us. Um, and he still is. Yeah. Um, and I wouldn't yes. have him any other way. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. So, so, um, so yeah. And I even think about him. Yeah. And I think about that too. I'm like, would Tim roll his eyes with us working together or would he yes, be happy he or, uh, <laughs> He he would have. he would probably roll his eyes too because he always rolls his eyes. Yes, exactly. He would have something <laughs> something funny to say about it. Yes, he would. He, yeah, he would. He exactly. was definitely one of the. He was definitely one of the funniest people I've ever known in my life, um, and yeah, he always had me laughing. Whether it was just when we first met, or you know, toward the end of his uh, his time here on Earth. Um, he definitely was a man that made me laugh. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. Well, Michael, what's your favorite part? I know you've only been here, what, six weeks or something. It hasn't been very long, but what's your favorite part about working for AINC so far? Ooh, there's a lot. I, I, I definitely like to be out there with, with clients and, and with people who have the potential to be, you know, one of our members, that's definitely something. Um, and then the, the staff is fantastic. Everybody, everybody is, was, and is still very welcoming and, and, and open. And it's, um, it's been great. Um, I don't think that I've ever had anything that any moment that, I second guessed or would say mm. was negative. Um, I, I, every single, and, and that's kind of what I looked for. Um, and I was hoping in this position was that everything or so much of it was positive. Um, and, you know, there's negative yeah. in, in everything, but, but the positive has far outweighed anything negative that, um, has happened. I know it's been a short time and it's only been a few weeks, but, um, it's been a great experience all around. Yeah. And it does seem that the rest of the staff definitely, I mean, and that's one of the reasons I just really felt at home. You know, I've been there for over a year and a half now, and it, it doesn't feel like work to me because it feels like a family mm-hmm. and everybody, everybody is so open and caring you know, I know that the work we do from the outside looking in, people are always just amazed at what we do. But it's so nice that on the on the opposite side, right, being on the inside looking out, that it's that same, it you is. know, belief that everybody can be their live their best life um, with the right support system and the right tools. Because we do it all the time. You know, we all rely on each other and help each other. 
um, while we're getting our own work done. It's, it's, it's right. really is an incredible place. But it's very apparent really, that really. everybody on the staff um, definitely has the best interest of everyone um, on their mind. Um, so, yeah. you know, whether you have a problem with your computer or whatever it is, you know, five people will res- respond to you and they'll help you out and, and, you know, give their idea or, or what worked for them and, and stuff. But it's, it's been great. Um, it's been, That's- it's been really great. What would you, is there anything, and and we've talked about this a little bit about, is there anything that you would like to change about AINC? Um, not really. There's, there's some things that I would, that I would love to try out saying at events or at conventions or, or, or something like that. Mm. I think it would be great if we would be able to, um, have them actually listen to us while they're there, um, see how easy it is yeah. and how convenient it is and, and how necessary it is for us to provide the reading services that we do. Um, and also, I, yeah. I think it would be a fun thing for, for potential um, volunteers, um, whether they're reading or whatever their, their, um, their job that day is, um, to actually be able to read something. So pick, pick an article from the Denver Post or pick an article from something. And, and if we could record them and listen to them, they can listen to themselves right away um, and maybe break through that, oh, my voice doesn't sound very good or, you know, I, I, I'm not good at that or not good at that. And just to show them, you know, that they can do that too. They can, they can help out people just as much as we do. Um, I, th- oh, I think it's kind of a, a cool thing to, to do, to see, well, you can, you can help out just like I'm helping out. Yeah, exactly. I know growing, growing up, you know, with my vision loss and, and I've shared my story here on Aftersight and, and why audio information is so important to me. And I know that we have some really neat new podcasts and programs that are going to be coming out. And one of them is um, called BLT, um, which which is with Evan and Jonathan. And they're going to be talking about other technology that, that people who are blind and visually impaired can use. Because, I mean, we, our service is amazing, you know, for people to tune in to their favorite newspaper, sales ads, are, you know, the different podcasts, things like that. But I love how AINC is taking it to the next level, right? Um, that they're making it interactive. So somebody does have a question like with their smartphone or whatever it is, um, there are these other resources and services that we're connecting them to. And, yes. and even going back to Tim, <laughs> Tim, even when he was little, uh, when I say little, I mean, I was nine when I lost my vision. So he would have been, you know, 11 at the time. And even early on, um, he was always like coming up with things that would make my life easier or better. And, you know, he would come up with these weird cane stick things. 
<laughs> that he insisted were better than the than the white you know the white stick right. um but and then as he you know as he got older he would um he would do like little audio files for me for school or um he was always searching for to make my life bigger and easier and when he was living in Fort Collins and I was in Estes Park Insight Skills Center um, opened up and Tim, it was like a little kid in a candy store. And Insight Skills Center is a, is a low vision rehabilitation center, but they also had a storefront. So you could go in and, and like try out magnifiers and all the talking stuff. So every single Christmas, birthday, you name it, <laughs> Tim would give me the latest, greatest talking you know, vibrating, large print thing. And most of it was not ideal. You know, Um, I, I, you know, I think a lot of adaptive technology is invented by well-meaning people, but they're not people who actually are going to be using the product. Um, But different things, talking scales, talking thermometers, um, radios. And this was before Alexa. Um, Tim gave me a radio that he had found at Target, I think, um, that you could access with your voice. So you didn't need to see to find the right station. You could, and it only kind of sort of worked. But he was always that, that big brother trying to find that that magical device (laughs) that would make his little sister's life a little better. The day I met him, he yeah. was still doing that. Um, you know, yeah, exactly. We lived in, you know, in Indianapolis, and and he was doing it there. We, you know, in in Nevada, yeah. he was doing the same thing. He was definitely, you were definitely um, uh, yeah. high on his list of people that he wanted to make sure were safe and um, had the best life that they could. He was, he was definitely that he was, he was sarcastic and he was funny. Um, (laughs) he had a a huge heart that matches yours. Oh, well, he learned Braille. Um, cause when I lost this, the last, when my retina hemorrhaged and it was, they thought it was going to be total within three months. I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to, I really have to learn Braille. Like, I, I mean, I knew Braille, but I wasn't relying on it. And he he goes well. I'll learn it with you, and I'll we'll be pen pals. And so, um, he so I he went to saw. I don't even know where he got it. He got went and got a Slayton stylus, so he could learn. And he learned Braille, and he could ship. You know, he could send me the letters free matter for the blind, and he would send me these little stories and goofy just goofy things. Sometimes it was just a joke. And I know it had to have taken him hours to, you know, print out, you know, just a few sentences, but he would send those to me, uh, which is just really, you know, as a, as a little sister, it was, it was just really heart felt that, that he went that, that extra mile um, because, and, and it did, it helped me learn Braille because he, I had to read those letters or those right. little stories that he would he would send he me had, in Braille, and he had a plan. <laughs> he did. He did. Uh, 
Well, Michael, what, what keeps you motivated on hard days? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if I have specific words that keeps me motivated. I just know that things need to be done, you know, um, you know, moving back here to Colorado and, um, losing my mom and my, my dad's, um, medical issues yeah. that he's struggled with lately and, and things like that. It, it's kind yeah. of the same on the same level as him. It, it, it's, I, it's not that I feel obligated or woe is me. I have to do this. It's just something, and I wouldn't say I'm good at it. It's just something that I'm able to handle well. Um, so mm-hmm. I'm never really down. Um, I think about Tim every single day and, and he would have told me yeah. if I was down for whatever reason, he would definitely be my pick me up guy. Um, or tell me that I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm just being, you know, just really silly about <laughs> what's bringing me down or making me upset or, or whatever. Yeah. He was, he was definitely into that. Um, but I, I, I just want to be the best person that I can be. Um, and mm. if that's going through, you know, losing Tim and losing my mom and, and going to the emergency room in the middle of the night with my dad, or, you know, I, I just, I just want to live with as little regret as I can. So I don't regret being with my dad in in the hospital. I don't regret, you know, having to go to medication. It just is, it's just a special gift that I get for every second that my dad is still here. Um, yeah. So I, I, I don't think that I really get down. Um, but my motivation is just to do the best that I possibly can. Um, I don't want to live with regrets. Mm. So I, I don't want to, um, hurt anybody. I don't want anybody to hurt, um, you know, because of me or because of any other reason. Um, and, and, you know, I, I just want people to be happy and as healthy as they can be and live their best life that they can, whatever that is at whatever moment yeah. of the day. Um, so I don't know if I, if something motivates me, um, other than I just want to be the best person that it can be. Where do you think that came from? Was that, was that something that your parents instilled in you as a child? To kind of, you know, going back to that question of half full, half empty, did your parents sort of raise you to be a half full kind of guy or do you think you were born this way? No, I think it was definitely um, nurtured into me because um, both my parents Mm -hmm. are the exact same way. Um, It was never... it was never a negative. My, my relationship with my mom and my dad, um, you know, my mom was, was my best friend, you know, in the entire world. Um, my dad, I, I was lucky enough to have him because, you know, he retired when, when he was 45 years old. And so, um, I was still really young. So he was my stay at home dad. So, um, where he took a lot of the responsibilities and a lot of the, um, Raising that, you know, back then was a woman's job. You, as a woman, you take care of the children and, and that nonsense and stuff right. like that. So it's definitely a different relationship, you know, that I had with him and with my mom. You know, it, it, it was extremely yeah. close and it still is extremely close. And, and, you know, if I had an issue or a problem or, 
you know, something at school, or I, I didn't do good on a test or whatever, you know, mom and dad were definitely like, well, tomorrow's a new day, um, new challenge tomorrow, but Aww. you can use all that experience that you learned from today where you didn't quite were up yeah. to stuff or you weren't quite doing as well as you thought you would do and then turn it around and do that the next day. Um, my parents yeah. never ever um, slowed me down. Um, they opened up every opportunity to me that they could possibly think of. So I never felt like I was deprived of anything or I lacked of anything. I always knew that whatever the issue was or, 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 or a good event in my life or whatever, definitely both of my parents would have reacted and being, and been just as excited, um, to, you know, be there for me and witness that and, and pat me yeah. on the back, let me know, well, you know, maybe you need to change something and stuff like that. So um, it's definitely right. um, a different experience I had with my parents. So um, they definitely, every single day, worked their hardest to make sure that I was successful. Oh, that's, that's beautiful. And I, and I have, I met, I was lucky enough to meet your mom a couple times. Um, before she passed away and uh, you know I've met your dad and, and I can definitely see that with them you know mm. when you walk into their home they you were part of the family like you'd been oh. there their whole lives <laughs> and, oh, exactly. um, and your mom always made sure you, you went home with food even though yes. <laughs> she was she was a theater you know or you walk in the door yeah she was definitely cake, I have some pie <laughs> you know yeah definitely mom was yeah exactly life. exactly so, Exactly. Well, Michael, what would you like the takeaway? What would you like the takeaway today to be for our audience? Um, I I guess I would want to say that, um, like I said, I don't. I want people to have the best lives that they possibly be. I I want people to know that whether they're alone or whether they're surrounded by a bunch of people or they're just feeling lonely or, or lonesome. Um, there's somebody out there that cares about them. And that's me. Um, you know, reach out to me if, if, if you're feeling lonely, if you're, if you're hungry, if you're cold, um, just know that there's Aww. one, at least one person on this entire planet, um, that cares for you. And, and that's me. So, Aww. um, you know, Aww. reach out to me when you have that need, because I'll make sure that it's fulfilled or, or it's, it's fixed Aww. or it's changed. Um, uh, I'll do everything that I can possibly do to, to make sure that that happens. Um, well, Michael, I, that's, that's beautiful. How, how can people reach out to you? Um, so definitely through um, a uh, audio information network of Colorado. Um, they could definitely yeah. email me. Um, I hope to see a lot of people um, out and about with events and things like that. Um, so yeah. there's a ton of different ways. Yeah. So, yeah. So you can reach out to Michael at Michael at AINcolorado.org. Um, and, of course, you can go onto the website at AINcolorado.org um, and learn more about what Michael does uh, for this amazing organization. And um, yeah. 
So, Michael, I always give the opportunity for my guests to ask me a question. Now I'm in the now I'm nervous. Um, what question would you like to ask me? Um, it's going to be a selfish question. Um, what, <laughs> uh, what do you think my best asset is? Oh, well, that's easy. It's your heart. Um, because no matter how sad you might be or how sick you are, because Michael just got, or it's actually, he got through COVID, but he's definitely still got some, some breathing going on. That's not good. Um, but no matter, no matter what is going on around you, you are the first person that offers a kind word or, you know, some advice to that might lift them up or, or you would give them their shirt off your back. Um, you know, when I was doing a coat drive a, a couple of years ago, you gave a ton of coats, um, for that drive for homeless people. And you, you're so giving and, and that's part of your big heart. Um, and I see it in the work that you're doing now with AINC. I see that people are drawn to you when we're at the resource fairs and um, people are just drawn to you because they, they also see that in you. So, so that's, that's what I think your biggest asset is. Aww. That's very nice to hear. Aww. I thought you were going to say my sparkly <laughs> eyes. Um, but I'll, uh, I'll well, I can't that. see very good. So <laughs> <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, well, Michael, thank you so much for being such an open book today and for sharing, um, you know, sharing your journey with us, um, the good, the bad, and the ugly, right? Um, that's which right. is what life right. like has for all of us. Um, yeah. no, well, you. again, Thanks, Michael. You're you're the best and your heart does shine through. And I really believe that Tim is Tim is up there looking out, not not just over us, but I think in all the work that we do. And it, it's fun now that we get to work together and um and fulfill some of those promises we made. Um I also wanna thank everybody. You know, Michael gave some shout outs to our amazing team here at Audio Information Network of Colorado, but there's so many, every single person on this staff gives their heart and their soul to make sure that podcasts and um, broadcasts go out week after week and our incredible volunteers. They give thousands upon thousands upon thousands of hours of their time every single day um, throughout the year. And it really does make a difference in people's lives exactly like mine. And so everybody out there will definitely see you next week. Thank you for tuning in week after week. And please be kind to yourself and find, and find a way to be kind to somebody else this week. It's good for your soul. And I will see you next week. Michael, stay warm and be well. Thank you. You too.